dear ones. Thank you for joining me in my soaking sanctuary. If you know anything about me and my episodes or my podcasts, it's all about clearing the mind, body, spirit, and soul. And since I know all of this, I didn't realize that other people don't know these things until I start speaking more and talking more about everything. So thank you for being my students and also my teachers at the same time. If you have been following me, you may have noticed that the toilet is not running anymore. (laughs) But I call this my soaking sanctuary because this is my time, my sense of peace. It's a time where I feel the most energy flowing and it becomes our time because I share this all with you. I recently I would say met again a significant a significant person in my life and that doesn't mean it's significant in a way in the physical but significant in the way of the spiritual. And for those who know what I'm talking about, you know exactly that connection. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I will try to explain in the best way possible. And my beliefs, I'm not impressing on anyone. And I know that in some instances, it may be offensive for people. It may make them uncomfortable. It may be a new concept. It may be familiar. It may be exactly what they believe. But that's okay, you know? That's that's why we're here. That's why I'm sharing. That's why we are interested in another person's perspective or introspective insights (laughs) that get us to be where we need to be or we want to be or aspire to be, right? That is where we are and that's why you're here. And that's why I love doing this podcast because... I really feel like I take this time to share with you what comes to me and I don't even realize that it's coming to me in a form of the spiritual sense. I didn't realize it's something that I know, something that's familiar, but also something that's necessary for others to have. I really didn't realize how important it is that we know our spiritual side. You've heard of 
mind, body, spirit, soul. And I completely believe that they all need to live in harmony with each other. The difficult part is that we live in a physical world, but only if we choose to do so. So some people, they pray, they meditate, they get into their quiet, they get into their inner being themselves. Sometimes we're stripped of everything so that we can get there, so we can be there, so we can reassess what's really important in our physical world. What really is important in our physical world? Have you ever thought about that? Because when we, when we die, we can't take everything with us. And if you know the Bible, you know Jesus says this. So it's not about the physical objects or the physical people or the physical anything. It's about how we experience things on a spiritual level. And spiritual doesn't mean religious. Religious, religion, organized religion, it's a way and a means of trying to interpret the spiritual and setting laws and guidelines in order for us to feel spiritual in some sense. There may be things in your religion that you just follow blindly. There may be things in your religion that don't just gel with you at all, but you go along with it. Or there may be things in your religion that you don't care for at all and you don't follow because it doesn't feel right. Whatever your situation is, even if you don't have a religion or you want a religion and you don't know what it is, it's okay. We are where we are. We're seeking. And as long as we're aware of where we are, that's the most important thing. We're never lost. We just need to find who we are and how we fit in because we always fit, we're always connected, we're always one. And for some people, they're like, how in the world does that happen? <laughs> because we are all energy. So I didn't really understand this until I started talking about it. We are all spiritual beings. We are all energy. And because we are energy, that's one of the reasons why we can replenish ourselves. If we learn how to channel our energy, we can replenish ourselves. We can heal ourselves. We can expand. And that spiritual self, how do we know this? Because we daydream. Because we dream because we think creative thoughts that are outside anything tangible, because we manifest, 
because we have nightmares. Those are either warnings or our deepest, darkest fears. And all of these things are perfect. All of these things are okay because they're uniquely us. Nobody else has this experience. We're the only ones who have this experience. How beautiful is that? Some people may have horrible experiences. So horrible that they forget all of the good things. And that's what always brings me back to center. That's what always brings me balance is that I'm very grateful for all of the good things. But what are the good things? They're just labels. That's all they are. They're just labels. What is good? What is bad? What is better? What is worse? They're all labels because that's part of what we do in the physical world. We want to put labels on things. We want to put containers on things. We want to put things in their spot. We want to keep people in check. We want to keep ourselves down or we want to keep ourselves up and think positive thoughts rather than just accepting what is. Have you ever thought about that? Just accepting what is, embracing who you are, accepting yourself 100%. I always think of how, how and what deep love is. And I've experienced that because I've, I've been conscious of it and been wanting that. And I actually thought that it was gonna come outside of me from an outside source. But in reality, it could only come from within. That might seem like a really interesting concept because how could it come from within, right? Like how do we find it? How do we manifest that? The best answer to that is we need to completely detach from the outside world. We need to detach from our past knowings and beliefs and training and wake up into a different world come into a different world or what I call shift, do the shift. Because in the physical world, we want to control everything. We want to control our relationships. We don't want to control our lives. We want to control our jobs. We want to control our family, our future. We're so tied to the outcome. And when things don't go our way or somebody doesn't say what we want them to say or they don't do whatever we want to do, then we get upset. 
get frustrated. We get annoyed. We didn't do whatever we set out to do. We get so down on ourselves, right? Why do we do this? Because we're under the belief that things need to be a certain way. What if things just are? Do you ever think about that? What if things are just the way they are? And what if we just let go of that control? And what if we just stay in our lane and just drive our own car instead of trying to manipulate other people's driving and where they're going and what they're doing or what they're saying? What if we looked within ourselves, closed the door, keep ourselves in this, this car, go all, along our journey alone? What if we did that? Do we know where we're going? Do we care about what everything else is going on in the world? No. We're in our car, we're in our head. We're going a direction, we're moving forward. We're trying to avoid any accidents, right? Like there's so many things that we need to keep in mind. How many times have you gotten lost or have taken a different path or just let it up to the universe to get you where you wanna go or you have just given in to your intuition of what feels right and all in a good way, you find your way or you find things that help you get to where you need to go. It's called letting go. Letting go of the physical and you passed over into the spiritual where you just trusted. You trusted the guides to help you get there. You trusted your gut. You trusted your knowledge even. But you trusted your innermost self. Instinctually, our minds think of the worst. They're called ants. Dr. Daniel Amen, who studies brain patterns, he calls them ants and they're automatic negative thinking. Knowing this, that our mind does this, that gives us power because in some sense, it could be a warning, but most of the time it's negative thoughts that talk us out of going the direction that we know that's right for us. How many times have you seen or felt red flags and in hindsight you said I should have known, right? That's okay. You know, we all need to learn. We're all growing. We're all expanding. 
wrong learning. It's a process. It's okay. That's what we're here for. We're learning how to live in our physical bodies and move over and do the shift in our spiritual side where there are no boundaries, where we are seen and heard and we are limitless like what I work on every single day because that's our reality. It's called pure consciousness. That's what is. That's who we are. One of the reasons why I don't believe in vision boards is because we only see a very, 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 very tiny part of what really is. It's good to start the process of manifesting. It's good to imagine. It's good to know that we have that ability. Don't get me wrong, I'm not against division boards. Some people may use them as a tool to get to where they really need to go. But for me, I feel that we are already there, all of us. That's how we're connected. That's how when you hear that we are all one, we're not all one physically, that would be scary, right? <laughs> but we are all one spiritually because it doesn't have a form. Because in the spiritual world, it's just energy. So we can be everything and everywhere. And we just need to know how we work with that in our physical bodies. Some of this concept for people might be scary. It might be way out there because they're in their physical minds trying to analyze it, trying to make sense out of it. That's okay, because that's the way we were brought up to think, to become thinking, analyzing beings. But we need to trust that we already know and that we just need to clear our minds of all the clutter all the beliefs, all of the, the, I would say, negative experiences and come into our center, center of our being, of what we stand for, who we are, what we, we, what we know to be the truth, to be our truth. In order for us to do that, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to really discipline ourselves to take away all of that negative thinking. When you do this, 
you can live in peace and joy, serenity, solace. What do you think those monks and those highly ascended people, I would say, who work on being in the spiritual and moving away from the ego, moving away physically even from the physical world, their way in the mountains, in the far deep valleys. Why do you think they do that? Even the Vulcans, <laughs> right? In Star Trek. They have this place of order and peace and beauty. And they work on these things every single day because spiritually, that's who we are. And spiritually, we protect ourselves from attacks. But spiritually, we protect ourselves by being prepared as well and learning as much as we can how we can be in this world. The most difficult part of being in this world is the conflict of our physical, our world, our physical world, our surroundings the relationships, the people, the toxins, the toxins in our air, the water, the food we eat. They're everywhere. The negativity, the bullying. How often do you think about how much you do this to yourself? Because we're almost trained to do that. Be hard on ourselves and think about our failures and think about those instances where things didn't go right and, you know, all of those things, they just start flooding through us and then we become overwhelmed, right? How do we get out of this situation? I'm not happy. And where do I find happiness? And who do I find happiness with? We know that. We know all of that because we are so uniquely made and so beautifully made that we have that instinct, that intuition that gets clouded when we don't see and we don't feel on a spiritual level. We feel lost and it's scary and it's dark and we lose hope. But whatever or whoever you believe in, they will show us the light. There's many meditations that talk about certain angels and spiritual guides and angels in general, but certain angels That help us and God helps us and 
And Allah helps us, whatever you believe in, whoever you believe in, Gaia. They're all there for us. Even our ancestors, they're there for us. They're rooting for us, they're cheering for us. They're helping us get over to the spiritual side of our being. We are a mix of spiritual and physical. How we experience that, how we move through that, how we flow, how we shift, how we acclimate to that. Even concept. Yes, it's all up to us. Jesus was a spiritual being put into human form to show us that it's possible. He also had free will. Although he was put onto the earth for a purpose, he had free will. What did he do with his time? He continued to live. He chose, right? He had choices. People don't realize that. They just think Jesus just does. He had choices. He had many choices. He was even tempted many times to do certain things or judged in a certain way. But what did he do? He continued to pray. He continued to live in a spiritual world. In his physical world, he was able to acclimate into the spiritual and physical harmony. But he taught us how to go from within and how to trust and how to believe and how to let go. And how to show love, how to express love, how to love ourselves. Those are the basic things that he taught us, the foundations of how it is to live in the spiritual world. They're not complicated. We only make them complicated. It's possible that it's part of our imperfection but it's also possible that not everything's bad. You know, when we see the bad things, or if you want to label them as bad, <laughs> everything becomes bad, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, why in the world? Like, everything becomes bad. It's the, the, the rainy day, um, how people call, you know, like the rainy day or the the, the black cloud or the dark cloud above them and, and then things start spinning out of control. That's their reality because they allowed that. And I'm not saying bad things don't happen to people or what's conceived as being bad things, right? It's just how we perceive them to be. bad or good or whatever it is, that's just our perception. But if we get out of that and we stop asking why, 
And we start asking how. I think that we can really make that change, that shift, make our way closer and in the spiritual world of peace and love. It does exist, a pure bliss. It does exist, we just need to know how to get there. So instead of asking yourself why, why did she do that? Why did he say those things? Why did that happen? Why did I get into that accident? Why do I have cancer? Why, 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 why? We don't know. We will never know. We're not that other person to know. That person may not even know <laughs> why they said or why they did or, you know, why you didn't get that job. Why you didn't... Instead of asking why, because honestly, that's really a dead-end question. If you think about it, because our mind gets obsessed with the why. The why for other people, that is. Although, when we think about what our purpose is and what our why is, that's a different story. Our why is different from the why of the world. I would say, if that makes any sense. I have to check the time to make sure that I'm still recording. It looks like it's good. I'm really good at time. So I'm double check. But going back to why, let's ask us ourselves not why something happened or why it didn't happen. We can ask ourselves what our why is, what is our purpose. We could ask ourselves why we did something. So this why turns into ourselves. We could ask ourselves why. You know why? Because we know the answer. So in that sense, we could use why in a different way. And we could also ask ourselves how. How can I become a better person. How could I learn what the lesson is? What is the lesson? How could I learn how to overcome? 
How could I learn to think of this in a spiritual way? How could I trust myself to know that what I'm doing or why I'm doing something is the right thing for me? So we can ask ourselves different questions. Because if we're trying to figure out why something happened, it's our own interpretation. doesn't mean that it's reality. And then when we ask ourselves how, we create a better story. We create our reality by discovering more about ourselves and how we could act, how we can think in a different way, how could we respond in a different way. Sometimes we work on patterns, sometimes we work on instinct, sometimes we work on what we know. But we don't really look into ourselves and ask ourselves those questions of why, how, what's that, why, what, what's our why, what's our purpose in that sense, our why, me, us, we, we need to do this. Because we are uniquely us. And we need to be unapologetically us. And we need to just be. Do you ever think about loving yourself so much that you do this on all levels. I mean, I guess I didn't really realize how important that really was until I started looking into myself and doing self-care and self-love and really taking care of my body and detoxifying my body, mind, spirit, soul, and really doing that deep dive, I didn't really know the importance of it. Do you know how important that is? That we not only say it, but we believe it, and we not only love certain parts of, of us but we love everything it's huge I mean down to the cellular level of love down to the energetic level of love that purity of love the unconditional love 
And even though you don't believe that you've experienced love, if you don't love yourself, you may never experience love. If you may, if you don't love yourself on a down to the the cellular level, the energetic level, the true sense of pure love, unconditional love for yourself. How could you be open to that for anybody else? I don't necessarily believe it's impossible, but it's certainly hard. It certainly makes it more difficult because it all starts from within. And if we don't show ourselves love, then we're not receptive to love. And that's why we feel like we're not loved. So the question is, how do we do this? Okay, well, the awareness is one thing. And the doing and the feeling and the believing are other things. So I'll give you an example. I've had several uh, procedures done on my right breast. I'm very thankful that the, the lumps that were removed or the cells, the questionable cells that were removed were not cancerous, breast cancer. Very thankful for that. However, I have less breast <laughs> on one side. I feel very asymmetrical. I feel very almost invaded, right? So even though I gave myself love, I really didn't like that I had to go through those procedures and it's not whole. It's not symmetrical. It's not Perfect. And then I feel grateful that I don't have cancer. So there's a huge conflict there because I said a whole bunch of things that are conflicting. On one side, I, I, I'm almost not angry, but Kind of sad more than angry, but just that emotion, right? So then we did an exercise in one of my trainings and we had to choose a part of our body. This just to give you an example. We had to choose a part of our body that we disliked. And so I thought of my stomach immediately. <laughs> Because I have a, a, a little pouch 
I think people call it menopause belly. Immediately I thought of that. Because that's something that I I just I didn't know how to control. But then I went towards what wasn't getting love. My attention went towards my tummy because I was trying to figure it out. And my attention went towards other parts of my body, working out, right? You know that I work out. And and eating right and everything. All the attention was going in all those places, but there wasn't any attention going, any love going to my right breast. And so we had to go into our body and talk to our body, talk. I know I said that really quick. I just want to make sure you know, we have to talk to our body. And this was a really painful experience because I was kind of upset, right? Just didn't want to deal with that. And especially in a society that emphasizes breast and emphasizes femininity and emphasizes that nurturing, you know, part of our bodies that that help babies that's what breasts are really for but we highlight it in a different way right in a more um i guess physical visual way but really they're meant for babies <laughs> and so it's a really sensitive subject for me because I have less of and then I'm happy that I don't have cancer. So I had to really come to terms with myself and my body and I talked to my body and I said, I, I, I apologized really said, I'm so sorry that I have not been giving you any love. I'm like, I like give love everywhere, but I haven't been giving you love. And so my right breast said, it's okay. I'm healing. That was after, I think probably a year, maybe after maybe two it could be two two years after i had my procedure um which was not scary for me but um <laughs> depressing in a sense because i knew that that chunk of cells is you know gonna be gone from my breast it's like Oh, goodness, you know, as far as femininity goes, if you have less breast, uh, that's that's a huge, really hit on the ego. And so I had to get out of that ego mind and into the spiritual mind and, and really talk to my body and see what it needed. checking time again. 
description that I just want to make sure it's still recording and I still have time so I might have to make it um, a second recording so I'll just continue to watch pardon for the interruption but you know technology <laughs> so I go into talking to my right breast and I said what do you need? And my bright breath said, we're doing fine, but I really need your energy. I really need your healing energy because we're still trying to reconstruct everything here and we need your love. We need that healing energy. We need that love. We need to be part of the whole. And so that's what it told me. But he said, but we're doing fine. We're doing great. They just need that from you. And I swear to you, since that day, my healing has gotten so much better. And that symmetry has gotten so much better. And that peace of mind inside myself that I'm just me. I am whole. Even though those physical cells are gone, those lumps are gone, they're no longer part of me. And for my own good, right? Because they probably would have kept growing and who knows what they could have kept growing into because... They're foreign to the body. The body didn't know what to do with it. So we took care of that in a physical way. But I still had scar in the spiritual sense. And I had to heal those scars. I had to continue to heal. And how much that's helped me grow. And how much... That's helped me embrace who I am and how much that's helped me love every single cell of my body. But in order for us to love completely or love unconditionally, we have to go through these exercises. And we have to know and learn how we move through this physical world and work in conjunction and work in harmony and work in peace with our spiritual side. And that's how we do it. One exercise at a time, one step at a time, one clearing at a time, and we'll get there. I know because I've done that. And I always tell people, if I can do it, you can do it too. And I will continue to help you grow. So many things I need to learn myself. And you all have been beautiful people because you're 
you're wanting to grow, you're wanting to learn, you're wanting to seek and discover your unique abilities, your talents. Sometimes when people ask, what do you know? You kind of go blank. It's like, oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> no, you do. You have a wealth of knowledge. You just have to tap into it. We all do. That's why you hear when people do the work. That's exactly what that is all about. It's to get out of the physical, out of the situational, out of the circumstance, out of the negativity, out of the patterns, and grow beyond that and shift beyond that and go over to that spiritual side of the knowing. You just know. Like when I hear the truth, I just know. It resonates with me because I'm in, tapped in and tuned into that. So anyway, my time is coming near and I'm sorry to, to end because I know that it's a why and a how and what do I do? But you just sit quiet in yourself. Find that peace. Ask for the guides to help you. Be in your moment. And the answers will come because the answers are unique to you. And you hone those skills and hone those abilities and it will become clearer for you. I promise. Have a wonderful evening, day. <laughs> Lots of kisses. <laughs> and love your way. Okay. I'll end this now. And I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>